The exact center of the continental United States is located 105 feet northwest of the intersection of McDaniel and Campbell. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You're listening to Spring Food Mo America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell, and that fact was a classic one from Ben Factual. Probably our most read, what, what's like the opposite of a fact checker who submits <laughs> facts? A fact submitter? Uh, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. I forgot to say something during our episode on the sub shop, Dan, and you don't know this, but for the first time, someone affiliated with the restaurant helped me with some of the information for the bio. Oh, really? I sent a message to the sub shop Facebook and at, just basically explained we have this very silly podcast that we do, and I broke down the whole thing. Our it's intentions. not the first time you've done this. Right. I know you've reached out before. It's just and the first response you've the got. first time someone's responded. Sure. Believe it or not, I tried pretty hard to get somebody to tell me anything about Drunken Monkey Bar and Grill. <laughs> and i feel like they probably would now because the response was so positive i like the mystique <laughs> but it turns out that it was in fact the owner ethan c Houston, who was answering those questions so oh, nice. thank you so much ethan yeah uh i maybe didn't tell dan in advance in case he didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> i liked it more than you <laughs> um i actually do kind of have uh something to say about the hammond's tower oh Multiple times I have written Hammond's Tower as Hammond apostrophe S Tower <laughs> as it as if it's a tower belonging to Mr. Hammond. Right. It makes sense that way. Is is that correct? No. Okay. His name was Hammond's. So where do you throw that apostrophe? You don't put it. I mean it. Have they not gotten to that in third grade yet? <laughs> you wouldn't put it on there because it's not in the name. As a third grade teacher, you only have to learn up to what you're teaching, but just get really good at that, right? Yeah, that's uh, right. I mean, I do have an English degree, but... <laughs> but for third grade. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's just Hammond's Tower. There is no apostrophe. You're right that if there are multiple Hammondses... The apostrophe with this is the worst podcasting I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Any relation to Albert Hammond? Nope. <laughs> Junior or senior? No, not the same spelling. Okay. <laughs> How you doing, Dan? I'm good, Andy. That was a lot of fun. That whole bit we just yeah, did. <laughs> it's not going to make the cut. <laughs> I got off a little early today. We're recording a little early in we the are. week. We're going to have a nice free weekend. We've seen each other three days in a row. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That That is not the norm. That sounds excruciating for you. <laughs> Without a microphone in front of me, I'm so boring. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. I mean, it, it's all for business. <laughs> it's, it's all lined in my pockets, baby. <laughs> just sitting across from someone who's unable to make eye contact will just find something to stare at behind you. <laughs> you keep it very cold here in the tower, too. We just uh, discussed it, but it's like a, it's a very cool atmosphere it here. Is. I touched the mic and it was uh, like an ice cube. I'm wearing shorts, a t-shirt, and flip-flops. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like... I have I have my stocking cap on. Hot-natured, buddy. <laughs> Hot-blooded. Check him and see. Got a fever, 103. <laughs> okay, you should definitely get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> it is not good. 
Oh, so what restaurant are we doing today? Oh, yeah, the Greek <laughs> Belly. <laughs> Greek Belly owner John Sahiridis was born in Missouri, but spent much of his childhood in Greece. Before opening Greek Belly, John had spent over two decades working food service, including managing Galloway Station, a Springfield bar and grill that served traditional bar fare, except on its absolutely legendary Greek nights. A few times a year, the restaurant would transform, just go full-on Greek with a totally Greek menu and loud music and singing and belly dancing. I never made it to Greek night, but I heard about it a lot. People loved it. John decided Springfield needed Greek food all the time, not just a few nights a year, so he left his job as general manager at Galloway Station and set out to make full-time Springfield Greek food happen. Greek Belly officially opened for business in June of 2016, but back then it had no permanent location. Instead, the first iteration of Greek Belly was primarily a catering or vendor business, cooking for events like Arts Fest, Cider Days, and Taste of Somo, that kind of thing. In August of 2017, the business announced it would soon be taking over the downtown space at 320 East Walnut that had previously housed the Albatross Hookah Bar. A downtown location seemed ideal since many of the most popular Greek dishes are generally considered street food. There were some setbacks, however, and Greek Belly did not open until almost a year later, in July of 2018. John and his crew make all their food from scratch using authentic Greek recipes, many of which were passed down directly from John's mom. It's one of the only places in Springfield serving gyro meat cooked on a real deal, slowly rotating vertical spit. It's worth stepping in there just to see that. You should also, you know, order some of that meat and taste it too. Just staring at the meat would be pretty weird. Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. Thus spake Hippocrates of ancient Greece, history's most famous doctor. Contrarily, the philosopher Socrates once wrote, Worthless people live only to eat and drink. People of worth eat and drink only to live. Joke's on you, Socrates. Dan and I already know we're worthless, and we definitely don't need some non-doctor to tell us. So guess what, S-Man? You can go drink some hemlock. We will be at Greek Belly. Look. It was a short turnaround. <laughs> we recorded another episode two days ago. <laughs> I had one day to do that. <laughs> hey, I no, you don't have to apologize. I totally agree. Socrates can 
drink on some hemlock <laughs> that nerd i do disagree with you on one thing what um your assertion that hippocrates is the most famous doctor were you gonna say house or something <laughs> no way mario <laughs> what oh dr mario that's yeah. good i guess he went back to school decided being a plumber wasn't good enough for him it's a noble profession Maybe. he decided he wanted to help people and eradicate whatever species of germ those little uh primary colors are <laughs> In the bio, it mentioned Galloway Station. You and I have a shared history in the Galloway area that goes back a long time, and we'll probably save that for a restaurant review that's more pertinent. Perhaps Galloway Station. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Had you been to one of the Greek nights before? I only ate at the Galloway Station on a handful of occasions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything there now? Does anything occupy that yeah. space? Yeah, it's uh, Galloway Grill. Oh, okay. Different business See. altogether, but it's basically yeah. the same. And now the station is just further up on Republic. Yes. No longer in Galloway. No longer near train tracks. <laughs> no, and I had actually never heard of this Greek night that uh-huh. you speak of, but I had heard of their Irish. They would have like a band come in and kind of do a music in the round mm-hmm. situation with a well now since music. they move they just do european union night <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of a cultural grab bag yeah yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> i'd heard about greek night from a woman that i used to work with a music teacher and i'm not gonna like mention her name or anything but she invited me several times we worked together for two or three years and i swear every single one of them she invited me and i never went i don't know why it was silly it sounds awesome it sounded awesome when she described it to me it's because you're not a good friend uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i literally have to have a podcast with someone to see them on a regular basis yeah. <laughs> it's working out <laughs> i was not surprised to learn that the person who was partially responsible for putting that on uh, decided to open up a greek restaurant because people seem to love it so much the greek night yeah i had no clue the uh connection there now you do have a history with that location though oh. right Yes, the Greek sir. belly spot in the building downtown on Walnut. Um, yeah, there was a time in my life whenever I, um, I definitely spent more than my fair share of time in the Albatross uh, before I was twenty-one, uh, as eighteen to twenty-one year olds would out. do. Yeah, people over twenty-one would be there too. They had a BYOB policy, uh-huh. which was kind of cool. I definitely spent a good amount of time at the Albatross, <laughs> smoking hookah, buying clove cigarettes puffing on them outdoors actually one evening i went to the albatross with a group of friends and whenever we were leaving it must have been around the time they closed at one we looked over and in the parking lot next to izumi ataki there was a black car being towed and i pointed at it and i was like look some some dude's car's getting towed (laughs) It was my car <laughs> um, or dude. my parents' car, that is. Um, we were in the handicap spot there? Uh, no, no, just parked at a tow-away parking oh. lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably my most striking memory of that evening. My good friend Tom Crow had to drive me to the lot in the morning <laughs> to pick that up. That was oh, great. Man, being towed is the worst. Oh, it sucked. I had it happen in Columbia after a show when we were planning to drive home after. I probably spent like most of whatever part-time paycheck I had at the time. Gosh, just yeah. getting it. I mean, we made the mistake, <laughs> but it also seems borderline predatory. You know what? Uh, nobody else was parking there at the time. So uh, drink some hemlock. <laughs> 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 Towers. <laughs> I 
went to Greek Belly last week, and that's sort of how we decided to cover it for the show. We talked about doing it as a What You Eaten, but then I realized that it had been around since 2006 in some capacity. Ooh, so people chomp and eating it. Yeah, they chomp for sure. <laughs> so we decided it deserved its own episode. Not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't <laughs> always make episode? that decision beforehand. <laughs> Sometimes we'd go into it just not deciding whether it's going to be good or bad. And we just see where it lands. So I'm going to be reviewing the meal that Lindsay and I had together last week and also the meal that my side piece, Dan, <laughs> and I had last night. So you're going to be reviewing multiple meals? That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, what was your impression as you walked in, having been in there a significant amount of time in its old iteration? I was shocked. It is so much different mm -hmm. than the space that used to occupy it. It is crazy. The Albatross, first of all, very dimly lit, very dark place. I don't think I'm stepping out of line here saying it was quite pungent. It had an aroma. <laughs> the Albatross. Yes. And not of cooked rotisserie meats either, <laughs> like the new aroma. I don't know how they got the smell out. Like You could smell the Albatross from outside. <sighs> I don't know how many bar. people have been to a hookah bar, but you can also smoke just a Marlboro cigarette yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. Like you can smoke non fruity smelling mm -hmm. things. I would say the albatross was a rundown to say the least. I don't mean to speak ill of the uh, deceased, but I, I had my fair share of good times there, but it, it was just kind of a lot of beat up crappy couches and um, uh, perfectly fine hookahs. Everybody was very kind that worked there. It seemed like a very loose goose atmosphere yeah. that they must have really enjoyed while it lasted. So now, when you walk into the Greek belly, you're going to notice that the interior is light and bright, yes. off-white walls accentuated by distinct solid blues. They have a sort of shabby chic aesthetic happening, similar to the aviary that we talked about a few weeks back. But Greek, Greek belly is definitely more modern than the aviary is. There's a kind of collage of doors and window frames on one of the walls with complementary colors. And from the ceiling in one of the areas hangs several umbrellas. Hmm. You not notice that? No, I just noticed the uh, like lattice vine. Oh, yeah. Crawlers that mm -hmm. were up there. They're definitely going for sort of a European vibe. For sure. I mean, you know, Greek. They're probably going for a Greek vibe if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun in there. For some reason, there's a barrel by the door. Ooh. I didn't dislike that, but it kind of stood out from everything else. Any thoughts on the barrel, Dan? Can't say I noticed the barrel at all. Did you want to pick it up and throw it at a plumber? <laughs> You're implying I'm some sort of a Donkey Kong after I just told you my love for Dr. Mario MD? <laughs> well, you like that he started doing something with his life. You, you got to get out of this game, Mario. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just going to be me throwing barrels at you the rest of your life. I'd been to Greek Belly several times before uh, our trips for the podcast this week. I was just very excited when it first opened because we didn't have a Greek place at the time. I think we have a couple now. Yep. But the entree item that I really love there is called Beef Techie. And again, Ooh. and I, let me just say that I am not confident at all in any of my pronunciations of these words. Dan was giving me some tips at dinner the other night. I'm, I'm how to super say the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> the owner's name. I said it. I said the last name once in the bio segment 
because I I have no idea how to say it. I, I looked it up and I did the Google Translate version. So I'm really sorry if you're listening and I butchered your name. It was not intentional. I did the best I could. And I guess I could have asked our server how to say it, but that's weird. Yeah. How do you say the owner's name? <laughs> I don't know. That, that's probably what I should have done. <laughs> so normally I would read the menu description to give you a general idea of what's going on with the dish, but I don't think the menu really does the beef techie justice. A simple way of explaining it or maybe an extra complicated way is like this. It's an inverted, deconstructed Greek cheeseburger. Okay? If you order it as a small plate, what you're going to see is a hefty grilled beef patty, one, some small triangular slices of pita bread, some circular tomato slices, some long thin slices of red onion, and a container of what they call rosiki sauce. Rosiki means Russian in Greek, and it's a thin, creamy kind of cucumbery tasting sauce. Now, what you're not going to see when you look at the plate is what is inside that patty. It's stuffed with dense, melty Kasseri cheese. Ooh, that's sheep milk cheese, Dan. And that patty's been heavily seasoned. And I'm not talking your standard Cavender seasoning. I don't know what mix they're using at Greek Belly, but it's more nuanced than you're going to get over the counter at the grocery store. It's probably just Tony Shasheries. <laughs> oh, I love Tony's. <laughs> it's good. But it's, it's so different. That's not a Greek <laughs> seasoning. That's, that's a Creole seasoning. I used to put it on everything before I switched it to uh, chili paste, but that's another thing. This patty is just packed with flavor. This, with the seasoning and the cheese and everything, there's mm. so much going on. It's also tender, even though the meat is a little more dry than your typical hamburger, but it's evened out and moistened by all that rich, delicious sheep cheese. There's enough flavor just in the patty that you don't need to construct all the stuff on the plate into a sandwich, into a Greek burger, sure. if you will. You can just take a bite of the patty, chew it, Swallow it. <laughs> Dip a little pita bread into the sauce. Bite it. Mm -hmm. Chew, chew chewing it. again. Okay. Chew it up. Um, swallow <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Yes. I, I, you can probably figure out what to do with the tomatoes and onions. <laughs> just Yeah. Mix and mash the plate together. Everything on it is complimentary. You can just go crazy. Even the small plate has five different things there for you to play with. You know, it's great. I love this dish. Was that the only small plate that you got? Or did you and Lindsay share some small plates? As is probably the uh, optimal scenario. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Lindsay ordered the small plate of falafel, which comes with similar veggies and all that. Yeah. I had a bite of Lindsay's falafel, but I didn't take notes. We didn't know at the time that we were going to be doing this episode. So it was tasty. Really liked it. Don't have a detailed description for you. Most of the falafel that I've had in the past has been at music festivals, actually. Euros are, for whatever reason, a big festival vendor food item. And they're portable, they're handheld, and for some reason, it's it's not more healthy than a burrito, but it feels more healthy than a burrito. You know what you want in your stomach when you're walking around a hot music festival is just 16 ounces of heavy bread. It's weird. I know? think all the falafel I've ever had has come like immediately before or after a concert, maybe not at a festival per se. Yeah. Not like Moneybags car oh. over here going to the VIP section of the... Uh, uh, Dan, it's not America the VIP. Festival. It's the food court. Anybody can go there. <laughs> you don't just have to eat the peanuts you snuck in in your cargo pants. Anyone can miss all the bands eating food like Andy does. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's that just is so excited for so that. So not court. true. <laughs> you know my stories of staying in the same spot for ten hours. We gotta keep this back on the we gotta get this back on the rails. <laughs> <laughs> we did share another plate though, Dan. Ooh. We got a full order of feta fries. Oh, Andy. Tell me about the feta fries. They're Greek loaded fries. You can order them with or without meat. The first trip, I got it topped with the gyro pork. The second, I went cheese only. I loved the pork. Much like the beef tacky, the pork was heavily seasoned, just exploding mm. with savory flavors. But I got to say, I liked the fries better without the meat. Oh. Mm-hmm. They use high-quality feta. Whenever you say loaded fries, it's Dan, probably just sprinkled with a little bit of no, feta, right? It, there is so much feta. It's huge chunks. That's what kind of makes it special is the chunks are like the size of a quarter. And almost equal parts feta to fry, I would say. Yeah, I would say... I wouldn't quite say equal parts. I'd say it's more like 60-40. 65-35. Something like that, yeah. But there's a lot of feta. If I have anything even remotely negative to say about the fries, it's that it's hard to nail the exactly ideal cheese-to-potato ratio. You really have to figure out what works best for you. And what works best for me is... Basically anything. <laughs> I love fries. I love feta. Yeah. Yeah. You had those again. I did. Uh, Sans yeah. meat. The fries are softer than I generally prefer. You know me. <clears throat> How do I like them, Dan? You like them pretty crispy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, it works because the soft fries and the softer cheese complement each other perfectly. The consistency of the feta isn't altered by the heat. It's still kind of fluffy and dense, and it all mixes together in this really satisfying way. They're so good. Mm. Dan, I heard this rumor from your own mouth that you don't like feta. <laughs> I'm not exactly a feta fan. There's something about the crumbly cheeses that I just don't... I, it, maybe it's all texture. I don't, I don't love it. But I did sample some of your feta fries last mm-hmm. night, and they were quite good. Andy, speaking of fries, the name of this place you have omitted, actually, because it's Greek Belly Real Euros. Is it? It's right there on the sign. It's Greek Belly LLC to the state of Missouri. (laughs) That's all we care about. (laughs) Greek Belly Holdings. So I had to go Euro, dog. Yeah. And let me tell you. I haven't had great experiences with gyros in the past. Maybe I just don't love lamb, which I think is what I've normally had them with. Or maybe something about the dressing. I don't think I'm not a fan of gyros because I do order them pretty often if I see them. But I just think I've had bad ones. Because this, Andy, is a good one. Mm -hmm. Allow me to tell you. I wish... That you would, good sir. <laughs> Andy. Ah! <laughs> the pita wrap that I chose had tomato, onion, cucumber, and tzatziki sauce cradled in a baby soft pita. I, of course, chose the pork. <laughs> the baby in the cradle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pork was tender. <laughs> Just compared food texture to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> baby soft. <laughs> okay. It was a very soft pita. Soft as a little baby's bottom. Was <laughs> <laughs> it that's tasty? Andy, I've never eaten baby bottom. 
I don't think Greg Bell is going to be sharing this one <laughs> on their Facebook page. The pork was tender, Andy, with crispy burnt edges, which were just delicious, but a little bit of fat. And the fat really incorporated with the sauce. It was very well sauced. Fat ink. Yes, Fat Incorporated. Yes. <laughs> so much LLC and incorporation humor with you today. It was all incorporated well, sauced well. The sauce was delicious. The tzatziki sauce gives almost a cheesy quality. There's no cheese in this, but it almost felt as if there was a cheese that had been melted in there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the crown jewel. The piece. De resistance. That's Greek, right? (laughs) (laughs) French fries, Andy. Served hot. Not on the side, but on the inside Uh of the pita wrap. Yeah. Those come standard. Doesn't matter what you're getting inside that pita wrap. You can also get the beef techie. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to be confused with the beefy techie, just Mm -hmm. a... A uh, ripped gentleman who enjoys electronics. <laughs> the fries, in addition to being delicious, as you already discussed, are a key to the textural symphony. The soft pita being the strings. Tender pork, the brass section. Tomatoes, onions, cucumber, and tzatziki sauce. The woodwinds. And these french fries... Neil Pert slapping on those skins. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your euro was rush? <laughs> no, no, it was a symphony accompanied <laughs> by Neil Pert just wailing on those skins. Boy. All right. Do I love this Peter rap, Andy? Mm. I love it so much. I barely know what else to say about it, Andy. Just barely, but I'm going to (laughs) continue. We had this last night. Uh Uh-huh. I was going to have it tonight. And I did. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm presenting Andy with the photo right now. He's doing the traditional gesture. (laughs) It's a pretty good. It's probably probably the best one. It's probably the best, you know, objective aesthetic photo it's pretty good and you can scroll down just a little bit here let's see oh, oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> you are sly man <laughs> we, we we were talking about doing some takeout for another uh feature tonight and dan shut it down he's like i'm not hungry is what his text <laughs> i wasn't said. hungry because i had to get that greek belly again yeah, well, I ate a can of beans for dinner, so thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andy, you did the noble thing of trying different things every time, thus uh, getting the best understanding of the restaurant as a whole. Mm-hmm. I had the exact same thing, Andy. Yeah. Didn't even change the meat. It was so good the first time. I had to try it again. I got it takeout the second time. My girlfriend also got one. She loved it. And their takeout is excellent. Great I'm not website. Surprised. I'm not surprised. They have an online ordering system. No extra fees or anything. Dope. It's awesome. Yes. Not something you would expect like a kind of newer restaurant to have. But uh, they do. Let me blow through the other thing I ordered when you and I ate together. Please. I got to say that I repeated those feta fries whenever you and I mm. dined together. 
because they were so good. So I get where you're coming from with this. I also ordered a small plate to go alongside the feta fries. I got the Chiropita and Spinacopita. Is that how you say it? I'm so sorry if I'm saying this stuff yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think we talked about it, and I feel like the O's are not, are they're a little shorter, like the second time. Yeah. It's a combo of two savory baked pastries. The one that starts with a T <laughs> is filled with feta, <laughs> caseri cheese, and something called bechamel. Again, bechamel. Bechamel. It's a cheese sauce that you would start a macaroni with. And bechamel, <laughs> which is a white sauce made from butter, flour, and milk. Yes. The spanakopita is filled with feta and spinach, a pairing I generally love. The pastries were square-shaped and served side-by-side. Side. They did look quite different. The tropita, a lighter pastry yellow, the same color throughout, and the spanakopita, a much darker brown with the greenish spinach filling clearly visible in the middle. Mm -hmm. The S1 definitely had a more <laughs> nuanced flavor. It was rich and savory. Just just a hint of spinach. Dan, you tried a bite of it, and I think we both agreed that we detected some olive in there, but it's not in the description. So Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just it was assuming a phantom olive. <laughs> I was just assuming because it was Greek and I was getting a little olive taste. I don't love olives, um, but I did recognize it as a delicious dish still, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. with an ingredient that I don't dig. Right. The tea pastry was different. The The flavor wasn't as complex, but I liked it more than the S pastry. The tea tasted like butter, like a dense multi-layered croissant texture just soaked in high-grade butter. You know, you can get the bad butter sometimes. Not mm. bad, just like always save brand butter versus something that's clearly been labored over. Oh, yeah. The Kerrygold. Mm-hmm. It was so tasty, just insanely decadent. Yes. I'm glad the portion was relatively small because I feel like I could have eaten a square mile of the Tiropida. It was that good, just like forking a light butter-soaked biscuit into my mouth for, I don't know, three days straight. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, I would. I had just a small bite of that, and it was definitely the one I preferred and something I would order a whole bunch of mm -hmm. if given the opportunity mm -hmm. i also got a beer crazy donkey it's great <laughs> you can see a video <laughs> on our instagram at some point this week oh, yeah, it's gonna be really that good beer <laughs> <laughs> it was an ipa and you know what people make fun of people who like ipas specifically dudes who like ipas sure. because the tastes are intense but I, I like them i don't i don't know i feel like i'm not a bro or anything like that but I love IPAs, and this was a very You're good one. You're one of the more broier guys I know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Just not like, in the IPA, but the fact that you did take your keys out and shotgun it at the table. <laughs> Can't wait for the Chris Staples indie folk singer <laughs> show, bro. Let's swing some buds at the Staples show. <laughs> <laughs> one night only uh pretty soon from yeah. now your house is going to be the staples center it, it is yeah yeah <laughs> chris staples if you guys want to buy tickets no kickback for me just volunteering my living room our server was uh really sweet she was laid back she was great very attentive it's not a place we're gonna go have a fast meal let's yeah. just put it that way fairly quick takeout takeout different situation but they've actually switched to being a table service restaurant mm -hmm. it used to be you'd order at the counter they bring it to you they've changed it up in recent months she came up after we were done and she says something like did you guys save room for dessert 
the standard line. I think she specifically asked if we saved room for baklava. Baklava. She said, you guys should get some. <laughs> she and did. We said, okay. Yep. No, she convinced us. <laughs> and she said, okay, I'll go get you two. <laughs> we did not order two. <laughs> we didn't ever really specify what we wanted. No, I don't believe we even paid for them. <laughs> well, that's the thing is we, we will say up front that they just comped us the baklava. Which is really cool. There was no re- I mean, I don't think they knew we were there to review the place or anything. Didn't get that sense at all. She did recognize me from when Lindsay and I had been there before. Oh, maybe that had something to do with it. Regulars. We're regulars now, I guess. <laughs> You're on the reg. <laughs> let's talk about this baklava. And let's just get our jokes out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I said this to make this spicy so it could be a lava baklava. Ah, uh, yes. It's not a good joke, but I did say it out loud <laughs> while staring up in the corner. Twice not making eye contact with Dan. <laughs> Was I making eye contact with you when I made the joke just now? <laughs> Never are. <laughs> That's not true. I do do it sometimes no, no. during this. Baklava is another pastry dish. It's somewhat similar to the pastries that I had as part of my dinner, but it's more similar to a croissant than those where I would say it's made from layered dough in this case phyllo dough which is ultra thin unleavened dough unleavened means it doesn't rise like other doughs which allows for it to be layered like the product that. of the Mediterranean Didn't, do you know what goes between each layer it's butter butter goes between the layers in the baklava <sighs> could you tell when you ate it that there was some butter in that pastry. I could certainly <laughs> tell that it was well buttered. Baklava is filled and topped with chopped nuts and then drizzled with honey. You know, I'd actually say our baklava last night was more than drizzled. There was like a full ounce of honey on there. Maybe maybe not a full ounce, but like, you know, a it fourth of an ounce. Which is, there was a lot of honey is what I'm saying. It wasn't drizzled. It was like straight up raining honey on top of that baklava. And I, I loved it. I loved it. The texture of this thing was just fantastic. Got that same buttery richness of the terapeda, but it ha- came in a cylindrical rolled form, mm-hmm. and I think it had been baked a bit longer because each bite had this slight crunch to it, whereas there hadn't been one with the previous pastries. And there was just a little more crunch from the little crumbles of pecan or whatever nut was on there. It seemed like pecan to me, and the honey kind of pulled all of it together. The taste was just crazy. There's so much going on. Sweet, savory, get a little bit of saltiness from the nuts in there too. I just loved it. You can get through it in two, three bites, but oh, we made quick work of it. Very satisfying. Like you don't need another mm. dessert. You don't need like a large piece of baklava. Yeah. The baklava was my favorite thing I ate during both trips, including the beef techie, which I mm. still love and maintain that is probably the best of the entrees that I ate. Andy, I love the baklava. However, I'd like to litigate this with you. Okay. Upon further review, upon your trying the pita wrap at Greek belly, uh-huh. I would suggest entering it into the Pantheon. Whoa. I was absolutely giddy sitting with you eating, trying not to talk about how I loved it. I think that's part of why I'm like staring off. I'm, I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm avoiding talking about the thing I really want to talk about. Yeah. So I think when people go to dinner with me, I'm pretty sure 80% of what I say is about the thing that I'm eating. 
<laughs> so it's weird to be in that type of social situation with the person with whom I love talking about food and to not be able to talk about it. It was hard to contain. Yeah. And I made quick work of it. <laughs> uh-huh. You probably noticed oh. I ate it very quickly. You did. But also I am a very bad gauge of that <laughs> because I eat very slowly. Uh, we've had a few meals together recently and it's usually like it takes Dan a third of the time that it takes me. And it's not because you're fast it's because I savor. I choose slow. I take small bites. I tell stories. I love the ritual. <laughs> you write some stuff down on your phone uh-huh. usually. It was delicious, and I, I would really like you to try it because I kind of I kind of wish I would have gotten it with the beef techie so I could uh, try a different type of meat in there, but specifically that pork. My girlfriend had the chicken today. Uh-huh. Chicken was also lovely, mm. obviously much less fatty than the pork, so a great option, but we didn't even really talk about the pita bread. I mentioned that it was there in my plate. I didn't talk about that. Oh, it's I talked delicious. About it. So awesome. Is it soft? It's soft. <laughs> what, it has it a ton like? of flavor. <laughs> it tastes good. <laughs> I like the way it feels on my tongue. <laughs> it's very good. Dan, how many reformed smokehouses would you rate Greek belly? Andy. I know what's coming here. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm growing soft in my old old age. Then how many babies' bottoms would you rate, <laughs> Greek belly? I've grown soft as a baby's bottom <laughs> in my old age, and I I haven't had a bad experience here mm-hmm. yet in my two visits. Five out of five, Andy. Yeah, I feel five like out of five. I. I feel like maybe it was over Chinese New Year or something, but something changed in my approach to these reviews. I feel like I've become a little bit too effusive. I I feel like there should only be like 10 fives in the entire city, okay? And I'm holding out hope that there's going to be another, you know, Ramatai or someplace that's going to blow my mind when I have it for the first time. And I loved, I loved Greek Belly. And I want it to, I want it to be known that when I rate something a four, as I'm doing with Greek Belly, that means I love this place. I love it. I think it's tasty. But I haven't yet grown wings and flown up to heaven like a little angel. And that's that's what's gonna have to happen now for me to get a five. So work harder, restaurants. <laughs> that that's what's happening. They're not wings. working hard enough. <laughs> That's the meanest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I love so many different places in town. I am going to be a little bit more judicious about this, though. That's fine. And I think that's one of the few good things about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to stop that. I still really like our show. I don't want to get into this like dragging it to be funny thing. <laughs> cool. So four and a five from Spring Food Mo for the Greek belly. This may be the newest place that's gotten its own dedicated episode. Which I is think so. Cool. Yeah. New enough to where we definitely had to uh, look into it. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to a very special segment. This is called the Food Philosophers. <laughs> Dan, sometimes we have a segment on here called Danny Snacks. Sometimes, oh. I mean, we've had it once. Almost had it again today. And I was hoping that we would so that this game we could play could have some stakes. <laughs> S-T-A-K-E-S. <laughs> I do hope it's well done, this segment. <laughs> but the That's food- rare. 
<laughs> it's an insult to me. <laughs> the time I put into producing this <laughs> show. It's travesty. <laughs> oh, boy. The Foodlosophers, Dan. I'm going to read you philosophical quotes about food from famous people. Not necessarily philosophers. And maybe not necessarily even that philosophical. <laughs> quotes about food from famous people. But the Food Philosophers is a funny title, so that's what this is going to be called. Well, you've got a pretty loose view of what makes a philosopher. You're always talking about how Jim Morrison's uh, <laughs> no. the last American philosopher. Yeah, I've heard right. you say that multiple I times. I love The Doors. <laughs> They're a great band. No, Timeless. I, I think you usually said that you love The Lizard King. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even care about the rest of his bandmates. I love uh, Van Morrison. I may have been confused. <laughs> oh. Astral Weeks. Me too. Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> here's how the game works. I'm going to read you a quote, and you're going to tell me if this quote is real or if it is one that I made up. Mm. If you are right, you get a point. Okay. If you are wrong, I get a point. If you can name the person who said the quote, you can get a mulligan on a previous incorrect okay. answer and take my point away from me. Okay. Whoever wins pays for the next Danny snack. Ooh. We almost always go Dutch. $10 or less, we'll stipulate. I was thinking Japanese this time. <laughs> Nakato? <laughs> Instead of Dutch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you ready for your first quote, Dan? Lay it on me, Andrew. If more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. That's uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Wow. <laughs> That's, that was a guess. That's correct. <laughs> but uh, if I know anything about the first chapter of his books, which I've read the first <laughs> chapter a bunch, <laughs> that's what it is. I read all four in the you know mainline Lord of the Rings series about two or three years ago as an adult. Mm -hmm. First time. Loved them. Yeah. You know what? I had a hot take. Lord of the Rings. Good books. <laughs> they should really adapt those. <laughs> Second quote. A full stomach is a cleansed soul. I think you made that up. I made that one up. Okay. Yeah. So am I sitting at three points right now? No, you have you have two points and a mulligan if you need it. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. The world is dark and laden with traps, but also there is pie. <sighs> quote number three. Um, I think that's a real quote. It is a real quote. From me. <laughs> <laughs> one cannot think well, love well, sleep well, if one has not dined well. Quote number four. Mm. I don't like that one. <laughs> um, so you think it's me? <laughs> I will say it's real because the last two were you. What I should be doing is drawing these randomly. I shouldn't be doing an, a pre-written order. No, I think it's I, I think it's fine. Um... That's just how the game's played, baby. You're correct. You know who it, who it was? Oh, uh, Margaret Thatcher. I'm afraid of her. <laughs> it's Virginia Woolf, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quote number five. Have you ever went over to a friend's house to eat and the food just ain't no good? I mean, the macaroni's soggy, the peas are mushed, and the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> I'm going to say that's real. <laughs> That's correct. 
Man, I don't know. Is that uh, <laughs> is that Theodore Geisel? Is that Dr. Seuss? No, that's the Sugar Hill Gang. It's Rapper's <laughs> okay, Delight. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Prozac Zoloft, Paxil Selexas. I just need ice cream to cure my stresses. <laughs> it, it's sounding like this is maybe another a uh, quote from a hip hopper. Are we talking Raekwon the chef and ice cream? It's a good guess, but I made that up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that you're as good as Raekwon the chef of the Wu-Tang Clan. I had to change it to Selexas to make it <laughs> rhyme. Look, I had one day to put this together and no time to do it. Okay. It's excellent. A penny saved is a penny earned, but a light lunch is a joy deferred. I feel like that's you. I feel like that's you uh, riding on old Benny Franklin's coattails. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Quote number eight. Ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what's for lunch. <laughs> you. That's real. <laughs> Orson Welles. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, this this was like older, kind of heavy set, uh, very drunk Orson Welles I, then, because it's post Kennedy. I think it's likely. Number nine, your body is not a temple; it's an amusement park. Enjoy the ride. I, I feel like that's re- real. Is that like a Nikki Six? No, that is Anthony Bourdain from oh. Kitchen Confidential, which uh, is a big part of the reason that I became an adventurous eater. Hmm. I read it over 10 years ago. Love it so much. I read it because it's kind of a punk rock book. I've also read the book. It's the only one of these quotes that I have definitely read. Yeah. <laughs> when did you read it? Just after high school. Okay. Yeah. That's that's when I read it as well. It had a tremendous impact on me. I wasn't. An, I never really watched his shows. I watched them after he died, you know, a few, few months ago. And they were great. I should have been watching them. I feel like I read it after enjoying a lot of his work on TV mm-hmm. shows. And uh, I was drawn to him through his connection to Queens of the Stone Age, one of my favorite bands in high school. There's one more, Dan. You ready for this? Mm. (laughs) What is an Oreo without milk, (laughs) but a really good cookie? (laughs) I think I know who said that. Uh, That was me. (laughs) Pert near 15 years ago, probably. (laughs) that's a good quote it is you know get, providing context for that is a part of what makes it funny dan had joined my band on this little trip we were going on sure and we were making fun of oreos for some reason the band was i don't know if you were trying to fit in or what but you always joined in the conversation you were going to say something bad about oreos but it's like you changed your mind mid-sentence <laughs> and it was beautiful like it stuck with me and, and every time not every time but frequently whenever sean and i would talk about you we would talk about that <laughs> I, yeah i think about it whenever i have oreos on occasion <laughs> i think of you when i eat oreos for that reason it's not often when i eat oreos but yeah me so, neither I'm, I'm really not that big of a fan <laughs> your final score you know what they make you very thirsty that's what i found i mean you gotta have that milk i i flat out refuse an oreo without milk it's wise well, I really thought that I had a chance at winning this one, but alas, I I lost pretty hard, and even you could st- steal one of my points with your mulligan as well. Oh, 
Well, you still can. I mean, we'll count it in the total. Well, like the film An Education, I'd like to use a mulligan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the score was eight to two. <laughs> Dan won. I really thought that I really thought it would be closer to even, but it's all right. You know, I'm a smart boy. You should do this for me sometimes. What my mommy you always should, said. You should run this game. <laughs> Gonna be honest, guys. We don't have a third segment. <laughs> We've done two episodes in three days, and the time it takes to make one of these is pretty substantial. <laughs> I think we've limped this one almost to an hour, so... <laughs> I like this episode. I mean, we didn't have any special guests drop by, but, I mean, other than that, it was pretty good. Hello! Hello! <laughs> oh, who could that be? Hi, y'all, it's me, Percival Bernito. Oh, boy. You're working late on a Tuesday night, Percival? Yeah, and I heard you guys talking about my favorite musical. Grease! <laughs> wow. Also, weird. that's where I'm from, the old country. It's a weird take in 2019. <laughs> you know, more people are more into Grease 2 now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I guess I'm a little behind the times with my old self. That's out of character. <laughs> you being behind the times. It's in character for me, <laughs> Percival Bernito. <laughs> I work here at the tower, and I've come for the end of the episode. Were you under the impression <laughs> that I'd forgotten who you were, Percival? <laughs> Yes, me, Percival. Okay, so you, have you been to Greek Belly, Percival? I haven't. What's that? It's a Greek place in town that sells euros. We're so happy to finally have a place in Springfield that sells euros for the first time. I've seen Belly. The movie? The John, is it a John Singleton movie? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's good. Well, let's recap the plot. <laughs> well, Tupac's in it, I think. Um, the cover is they're they're in suits. Keep going. <laughs> oh no, the gift shop! Something's amiss. <laughs> I have to go now. Bye bye, y'all. Come back, come back. Oh, Nas and DMX were the stars of that. Apparently, oh. DMX played a character named Tommy Buns Bundy. Director was Hype Williams. Oh, so it wasn't John Singleton and Tupac was not in it. So <laughs> I wonder why we thought that. This is not staying in the episode. <laughs> that must just be a trait of Percival Bernito's character and not Dan Howell or Andy. <laughs> I would really love to take you to, to Greek Belly. So, you know, tell us your impressions when you're from Greece and you must be excited that there's finally an option for Greek food in Springfield. Finally? W what you say? Yeah. I mean, you heard our bio probably since you're in the other room. Yeah. Uh, Andy, do you not remember Percival and Urkel Bernito's pig? Do I not remember? <laughs> Real pig lips and Euro burritos? We served Euros. Oh, you know what? I forgot. The acronym's so weird. I just, you know, thought it was purple burrito. Well, it was purple burrito. Percival oh. and Urkel burrito. It is kind of a Greek <laughs> Grecian burrito. 
Listen, Andy, don't come at me with that street trash and tell me that Greek Belly served the first Euros here in town because I've been serving Euros here in town since Pert Not on, on 93. Pert Not on 93. Pert Not non rear, now rear near 93. Oh, I mean, where you your place didn't stay open. Have you been selling them somewhere else? Andy, I have sold street corner euros since i was a baby boy with my father urkel bernito it was a large part of the episode go back and listen what if corner? you don't believe me the corner of walnut and kimbrew <laughs> those two streets intersect yes <laughs> okay it was right there wait you mean where the chowder place is now yeah in the qdoba you were serving them in the qdoba <laughs> Well, the little patio area outside. I figured that was free game. People that have already ordered and are eating their meals. How many people bought euros? Well, they didn't. <laughs> Not, I mean, none. Zero. So nobody bought them. Did you just kind of subtly walk by people's tables and leave a euro there? Listen, Andy, whether I planted these euros on these people or not. And whether they knew that they were gyros, seeing as they were served on regular flour tortilla, maybe they just thought they had an extra free taco. But really, they were one of me, Percival Bernitos, gyros. So let me ask you this. Where did you make your burritos? Well, usually I would get in my car. I'd drive a couple blocks down, go to the store, and buy some tacos from there. Which... Oh, wait, you taco what about your i thought you do in euros what store did you go to the store right there on the corner of cherry and national <laughs> that store yeah taco bell <laughs> so wait. can i get one 12 pack of soft tacos please <laughs> i'm Percival bernito baby and when i sells it it's a euro <laughs> okay so i think it's safe to say that we need to take you to greek belly because it is the first place in springfield to sell euros i think it's safe to say that you need to keep your mouth shut <laughs> i can't don't tell anybody i really can't <laughs> well bye-bye <laughs> bye wow that was a really good segment uh-huh. and let's go ahead and say that that was all written by you uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> It's been quite the journey. It has been. Well, that Chris Staples show is a Saturday night. Buy a ticket. Come to my house. Address is on the ticket. If you think someone would like the show, tell them. (laughs) Rate it. Review it. I'm tired. We do know what we're covering next week, though it's very far from right now, which is good. I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's best uh, not recording these so close together. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. Maybe we should go through the plot of do the right thing <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably have a better chance of it seeing as I've seen that movie. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everyone. We will have it together a little bit more next week. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. I wonder, Listen, Andy. I'm listening. Don't come at me with that book. <laughs>
<laughs> but it's just <laughs> such a disaster. <laughs> the outtakes of this episode are, are going to be longer than the episode. Be a good one. <laughs> Lindsay ordered the small plate of what's the Greek stuff made from chickpeas? Hummus. That well, that too. <laughs> falafel, falafel. <laughs> but as far as this is the only one I've been to, and it's really great. Oops. <laughs> but this is the one. Definitely tell it. <laughs> I've. I've not stopped working. I've not stopped <laughs> working for like 36 hours. Six hours of sleep. <laughs> okay. I'm glad the person... My, my <laughs> mouth. I'm glad the portion was relatively small. Look, I do it with white directors too. <laughs> Let's see. What can it's pretty... Uh, it's not that unreasonable. No, no, it's not at all. I really did think it was too fun. Yeah. It's also like a one word. <laughs> Let's see if that's a Hype Williams movie. What I'm doing right now, just like going down IMDb, is how I spent most of my spare time in high school. <laughs> Ernest R. Dickerson. Director of Juice? Yeah. Hmm. Cinematographer on Do the Right Thing. As well as some other Spike Lee movies. You went through a real smoking cigars phase, if I remember correctly. I know at one point uh, my band was playing a show at this <laughs> warehouse, and he brought some black and milds, which for my mom, you need to know that this is like a cigar with a plastic filter, and you don't breathe it in, mom. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and turns out you're not even like, I don't think people actually buy black and milds to smoke the tobacco inside yeah, no. of them, it turns out. <laughs> Um, but we did. So it's disgusting. Yeah, you, no. you gave me one before this show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which turns out, <laughs> bad idea to do that before you sing for an hour. That's that's quality <laughs> tobacco that's usually bound for the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> what do they put in there? Cotton. <laughs> I think they just uh, that, that's what they write books on. <laughs> Greek belly. This episode so, turned out good. 